This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunner Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction Series. Joining you on the final day of the 2021-22 season. It's here. The moment has arrived. The possibilities are twofold. Either Arsenal will qualify for the Champions League with some massive help from Norwich City and of course need to be Everton on the final day as well or it will be Europa League football and a fifth place finish ahead of the brand new season it's a season that I think has not gone how many people expected it to I don't think many people expected us to be in the situation where on the final day we could still qualify for the Champions League um, and I'm not sure many people, if you have said way ahead of the transfer window, that we would have spent 150-odd million quid uh, either. So whilst the season may end with quite a big disappointment, considering how top four looked so likely at one stage, I'm going to try and look back on the season with as much optimism as I can and certainly be excited for... I shouldn't have said be excited. <laughs> but certainly be... Um, oh, what's the right word? Um nervously optimistic about the summer and what might happen next season as well no matter what happens today that's certainly how I'm looking at it I'm looking forward to seeing what happens but we will have plenty of transfer news to cover of course uh, there won't be a 8am show tomorrow morning as I say I'm actually missing the game today because I'm at a wedding uh, and somehow I'm going to try and avoid the scoreline until uh, the evening when I can probably just you know, flip up the phone, check the scores and be done with it. <laughs> and then, of course, catch it all up tomorrow um, before doing a show tomorrow evening, breaking it down and the ramifications of it all as well, um, which I look forward to. We've got a big discussion about that. Um, but no 8am show tomorrow. There will be a show in the tomorrow evening, uh, breaking down all of the relevant information that we need to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to that and more. Um, but without further ado, let's crack on with today's show. Make sure if you haven't done so, just drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Um, let's 
Let's go to uh, a reminder regarding the possibilities of um, the preview show, which if you haven't watched already, please make sure that you do that. Um, really would appreciate going given that a watch. It's joined by a fantastic panel of guests. Chris, CT and Ojo really helped break everything down. Um, and we're quite positive, you know, uh, about the possibilities of Norwich getting a possible victory. I certainly was. Went for a 16-0 win to close that goal difference gap, of course. Um, and a 5-1 Newcastle reminder uh, for the Norwich game as well would be also rather amusing. Who knows? Anything has happened. But please make sure that you uh, give that a bit of a look. Now, regarding team news, uh, positive and negative. Uh, Tommy Asu was not spotted in training, which is probably all but confirmed he will be missing for the game. However, both Ben White... And Gabriel Magalhaes did both train. Uh, Thomas Partey also trained. And there was confirmation from my colleague Chris Wheatley about a week ago that he wouldn't be fit for this game. I don't know if that's changed. Um, but what I do know is that he's been there and at training. Smith Rowe is also trained as well, which is a very positive news coming out. He might be available for the day, but I imagine will probably be starting from the bench um so let's wait and see what happens i've also put a poll into the chat box as well so you guys can give your fanciful prediction about what you think might happen um will a miracle happen today 35 percent of you saying yes love that that's more than i thought you know 35 percent is strong i like that brilliant stuff um, and good morning, by the way. I didn't say good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. I hope you're all doing good and well. To, to Matt and Guna Legends and Nick and Nathish. Good morning, guys. Juno, Clear Away, Dave, Jose, uh, Joshua, uh, Stevie, Blackshine, Steve Stone, and all the rest of you as well. I hope you're having a fantastic day, as always. Uh, let's though move on with our stories. And we go to Mikel Arteta who's been speaking very interestingly um, about the summer transfer window. An interview was released in which he was quoted in saying that now we have cleared the deck, we have to start to add the top quality pieces that they are not necessarily at 18, 19 or 20 years of age. We will do what it takes to get better in every department, not only the age group, but in terms of quality, in terms of the leadership, in terms of the goal threat of this team, in terms of the physicality of the team that we need to improve as well. So there are a lot of areas. It is not going to be a quiet summer transfer window. And for me, I think that it's going to be one to be intrigued and hopefully, and with the most highest level of irony, be excited about. Um, I, for one, am excited and I look forward to kicking off the Arsenal Transfer Show every 8am morning um, with you guys, because this show, the Arsenal News Show, turns into the Arsenal Transfer Show during our transfer window coverage. So after Monday, so Tuesday, will be the first uh, Arsenal Transfer Window uh, news show of the summer. So make sure that you tune in for that. But that's what Mikel Arteta has been saying about the possibility of transfers. Now, William Saliba uh, qualified with Marseille for the Champions League next season. And in an interview with Dimitri Payet, uh, in which Payet was looking rather emotional at the time, William Saliba ran in and said, oh, don't cry, Dimi. Basically, we're qualified. we've qualified for the Champions League or playing Champions League football next season, um, which obviously people are going to take as he's going to be there. But we don't know this. And the reality of the situation with Saliba and Marseille is Marseille can't afford him. They cannot afford to buy him uh, to the understanding of most that know what is available to Marseille in the summer. They are going to try and negotiate. They will probably try and do another loan deal. But Arsenal would have to be mad 
to accept another loan proposal when they've got a player of the value of William Saliba in their hands. We'll see what happens in the summer, but I think we'll have to wait and see um, whether or not he stays. I'm still relatively confident that Saliba will be an Arsenal player next season, um, but it's it's football. Anything can change and things do change. So um, let's be patient and find out what will happen with William Saliba uh, very, very soon. Now, the last two kind of transfer stories of the final day of the Premier League season uh, revolves around Sinistera. Luis Sinistera from Feyenoord has been a prolific goal scorer and assister for Feyenoord this season. Has got 23 goals and 14 assists in 47 games. A brilliant, brilliant return from a 22-year-old left winger. It is interesting that he specifically is a left winger. He's not known to be the versatile type that can play on the right-hand side as well. He is uh, very much a left-hand side player. Has been playing uh, the games for final on the left, on the opposite flank to Reese Nelson for much of the season. But yeah, a really, really interesting, rapid, technical, good goal scorer, good creator, uh, it's interesting we've been linked with two Eredivisie left wingers in Gakpo and Sinistera. Both of them have been linked to Arsenal now. It's clear that Arsenal have an interest in bringing a wide forward into the team, probably because of Nicolas Pepe's future being so uncertain. Uh, but Sinistera is very, very interesting as a player goes. But could be costly? Uh, and, you know, final PSV and Ajax don't tend to like to let their best players, especially of a certain age, go for too little. But Arsenal are said to be one of the teams interested in signing. Sinistera next season. One to watch, that's for sure. And lastly, you all probably saw this news drop yesterday that according to Italian media, Arsenal had lodged a 90 million euro bid for Victor Ozymen of Napoli that was swiftly turned down. Now, there has been no confirmation from the English media or Arsenal's side of things in this. In fact, I think it was Freddie Paxman that came out and said that uh, uh, there was no truth in this story coming out from Italy. And I'm not surprised that's happened because if you remember all of the Aaron Hickey links to Arsenal, well, they all mainly came out from the Italian side of things. Arsenal certainly have an interest in Aaron Hickey, but they're nowhere near as close to that deal as the Italian media made out. And I have a feeling that these are very much just rumours and speculation regarding a 90 million euro bid rather than there being some genuine truth to it. I'm not going to entirely rule it out. Arsenal do like Ozymen. They do think of him as a player that would be on their list of possible striker signings in the summer. I'd be very doubtful of them going any higher than 90 million, even as high as 90 million euros for a bid for the striker. Also, when you can get someone like Patrick Schick for less than that, and I know that I'm very, very on the hypes on the Patrick Schick train, but to pay 90 million euros for Ozymen, where you could get uh, Patrick Schick for probably around 20 million euros less than that, you know, it doesn't really make all that much sense to me. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what indeed does happen with Victor Ozymen and the striker scenario at Arsenal in the summer. It is bound to take the absolute premise and priority of Arsenal's summer transfer window. And that completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move on to you guys in the chat box and go through your questions after this short break. For some reason, that decided to play twice. I don't know why. I don't know if it played twice on your screen, but it did on mine. <laughs> but, so that button's going weird. StreamYard needs to be sorted out and swiftly. Um, 
Let's go to Kevin, who says, did you hear about the Mbappe £163,000 per week deal? What's your view on this? I thought it was something like a million. I mean, let me do a quick Google search. I thought it was something mental. Um, absolutely mental. Way more than that um, regarding. So apparently a monthly salary of £4 million, according to Sporting News. Uh, I've not seen this story uh, verified yet. So, of course, take this with a pinch of salt. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Guillaume Balagay says, I've been just been told that Florentino Perez has told the players tonight in the changing room that Mbappe is not coming. Let's wait to hear what Mbappe has to say before we confirm anything. <laughs> um, according to Sky, PSG offer surpasses the terms of Real Madrid's deal, which included a £110 million signing on bonus and a £20 million annual net salary. Um, Sky says that PSG signing bonus will also be in the region of 100 million with a monthly salary of 4 million that doubles his current PSG pay. Look, it's crazy money. Yeah, it's mad. And, you know, PSG are now being looked at and they're being sued supposedly by La Liga. I've never quite seen anything like that. You know, a whole entire league suing a team because of one team not getting their transfer target is quite special. La Liga work in a very different way to other teams, they have their own salary caps, etc. That's why Lionel Messi could never uh, stay with Barcelona, uh, which they kind of apply to this scenario, which is different. But of course, PSG should be investigated. They've been making loss over loss and have not been making profits by any means. So it's one to look into, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Marcus says, Martinelli is a great player, but what are your thoughts on his final ball and finishing? I hope it improves. It's an area for for development, which is unsurprising, Marcus, for a 20-year-old. I know I get there's a lot of criticism out there sometimes for Martinelli, but people quickly forget the guy's 20. (laughs) What he's been doing as a 20-year-old in the Premier League is insane anyway. So he's always going to have to improve certain areas of of his game to to get better. Mahamdim says, Arteta on the EPR restrictions, did he mean the 25-man squad registration and homegrown quota? Or isn't there a rule that the club's allowed to total wage must be a certain percentage of income? Look, this basically comes from the embargoed quotes that are now released, um, which you can watch on the Arsenal way. And I did a piece about this yesterday as well, where he was asked about why he allowed players to leave in January as many as he did. And he referenced Premier League and UEFA restrictions that Arsenal had to abide by. It is my opinion that I don't think he fully understood the question or was just using it as a tactic to deflect away from the question because pointing to Premier League and UEFA restrictions to me, and this is just to me and my opinion, doesn't make any sense considering Arsenal didn't bring any players in. And we weren't over those restrictions when we had those players there. I know that we had to move players on anyway and you know we were on a high wage bill and we wanted to reduce it, but Pointing to Premier League and UEFA restrictions as a reason as to why we didn't strengthen or we allowed so many players to go in January, I just think that was a bit odd. It was a bit of an odd reason that he gave, but he probably just deflected, you know, from answering the question properly. Uh, Troy says, we absolutely need to be ruthless. This transfer season is dubbed make or break. Uh, Newcastle is breathing down our necks and we are in Europe also. The Premier League is going to be crazy next season. Marcus says, Mbappe's bigger question is not his wages, but the huge fee given to him to sign. Absolutely. Philip says, is anyone else concerned that Real Madrid might swipe Gnabry? Probably. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They are very highly linked with him. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, John says, will there be a lasagna gate part two today? I don't know. All I will say is that Chris Davison did post a picture live from Carrow Road. That's all I'm putting out there. 
that Chris Davison is on site. <laughs> Doing absolutely nothing, I'm sure. Uh, Ashwin says, Tom, do you think we could get Ozymen, Jesus, Gnabry, Tillemans and Hickey this summer? If so, how would you rate this window out of 10? But if that's the window, that's 9.9. Nine. <laughs> That's like nearly. I'd say nine because I feel like another central midfielder is needed as well. But that's pretty darn good, Ashwin. I mean, if that's what we do, I don't think it is what we'll do. But if it is, that's an insanely good window, <laughs> an insanely w- mad window. Uh, Wes says, "Who would you compare Smith Rowe's style of play? Which world class player and legend is he similar to?" Wow, there's always this obsession, isn't there, about comparing players? Who is he most similar to? He's a driving, wide playmaker that can score goals. You know, obviously Mason Mount plays similarly, but I don't really want to talk about Mason Mount still being so young, and he's only a couple of years older than than Smith Rowe. In terms of older or legendary players, it's really tough actually trying to come up with someone who's closer. Maybe you guys in the chat box can. I don't really like comparing them because I like players forging their own identity. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Nav says, it appears Gnabry wants to move to a centre-forward role. Would you take him at Arsenal? Yes, I would. Um, Daz says, uh, can we hear the Champions League music next season? Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Bernard says, Calvert-Lewin, Jesus and Gakpo as our striker options. Are you fine with it? If we signed those three, yeah, I would be happy. I think we could get better than Calvert-Lewin, but I'd be happy with those three coming into the team. Uh, GFFN have said, uh, quoted Saliba saying he wants to play Champions League with Marseille. Can you see him being loaned back? Let's go to GFFN and get that quote. Always good to double check things. Uh, I want to come back and play Champions League. I've never played in it and I want to discover it here. Wow, there you go. So Saliba putting out that big, big quote of the day. That's going to draw plenty of attention. We'll have to see what changes. We have to see what happens in the summer. Um, but players do not choose their own pathways. Um, and if they are under contract, which he is, um, he cannot force through that move himself. It's just going to be a very, very, very difficult situation to try and manage themselves. So let's wait and see. Let's wait and see indeed. Um, let's go to our next question, which is Marcus, who says... Uh, Delia cooks versus tea lasagna recipe from my latest cookbook. Ha ha. Uh, SKCD says Patrick Schick, uh, not spelt with a C, uh, is too much of a gamble. He has only one good season, and there is the rest of these other teams in goal scoring record that have been poor for a striker. He might be another Pepe. I doubt it. Uh, I doubt it very much. Uh, Alberto says Schick, Jesus, Gnabry, Tielemans, Gundawan, Hickey. Uh, would be a perfect window, but definitely not happening. Uh, Neves or Tillemans, says Ashwin. I Depends on the prices, depends on um, a lot of factors. I mean, I feel like Tillemans is available for less, but I'm not sure that he would come to a team. I think he's available for a lot less, in fact. So Tillemans I lean towards uh, significantly. So uh, John says, Tom, if you start getting text messages about this Sunday's miracle, can you simply watch the wedding <laughs> Uh, highlights and hit the pub to watch the rest of the game. The phone will be going on Do Not Disturb, John. Uh, I will be keeping away from the score as much as possible. Hamster says, do you think Saliba would move to a different club other than Marseille? There were Real Madrid and Atletico rumours. I don't know. He says he wants to play Champions League football and we don't have that. It seemed very 
very tactical in terms of a comment, knowing what the Arsenal situation is as well. Uh, Oli says, hey, Tom, will you convert Smith-Rowe to a midfielder as a rotation for Odegaard? Then we sign an inside forward to rotate Gakpo with Martinelli. Um, I think that he will be more of an inside player now. And I think that we'll probably bring a player in to rotate with Martinelli. Like you say, if it's Gakpo, great. If it's someone else as good, fantastic. You know, But I think that's certainly an option that we have. Uh, Kadeem says, what are your thoughts on Reese Nelson? Has he improved enough? Would he be an acceptable alternative uh, and replacement for Pepe? You know, I actually think weirdly he would offer us um, from a bench perspective, not necessarily from a starting perspective, but I think he would offer us something more from the bench coming on in games. Uh, I think he's more impactful than what Pepe can be. But in terms of a starting player, he's not of the level Pepe. If Pepe was playing every single week from the start, I think he'd probably be giving you a lot more than for Nelson. But from a bench perspective, I feel like Nelson's there. And when it comes to playing with Saka, there's going to be rotation. There's going to be substitutions. But I'd rather see us go and sign someone, personally. Uh, Half South African says, Pookie Hattrick to get us to the Champions League or Arsenal sign three exciting world-class players. Um, it depends. You're not telling me what happens if we sign the, in the Champions League, if we get into the Champions League. Um, but uh, if we get into the Champions League, we could still sign those three exciting world-class players. So it's a difficult question to answer. And I don't really want to lean either way, to be honest. Uh, Troy says, enjoy the wedding time. Don't let Arsenal distract you. You might just be disappointed if you peek at your phone. I might be, exactly. I don't want to let this uh, ruin the day. Amish says, uh, would Nketiah have been rated more if he had started regularly doing with the emergence of Saka and Smith-Rowe last season? Um, maybe, but we don't know because he had Aubameyang and Lacazette and it was very unlikely that he was ever going to get ahead of those two. If he'd have been playing regularly, we might have seen a very different player. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, Vishal says, would you sell Saliba if we go for a Tap Sober or a Jonathan Tarr? I'd rather keep Saliba, but if he is going to go, we are going to have to replace him because we do need the depth at centre-back. Uh, Mud says, Sangara and Grilich for less than 30 million could go a long way towards shoring up the midfield. I agree that both of them are good options, but I don't think they necessarily progress us too far. Sangara is very good. I don't think he necessarily progresses past what we've got. He's got the potential to progress us further, but I think we need someone coming in this summer that is going to genuinely upgrade on what is already there. Uh, Ashwin says, Tom, what do you think about Barcelona's Gavi? Um, exciting young player, but doesn't look like a player who's going to be leaving Barcelona anytime soon. Uh, Alex says, Tom, how do you feel about Mbappe deal? Um, other than the obscene amounts of money, he gets control over club decisions, sets a terrible precedent. Yeah, it absolutely sets a terrible precedent. But PSG had to keep him. They had no choice to, but other to keep If they lost him, their hope of winning the Champions League, their hope of progressing forwards as a powerhouse of Europe would have fallen away completely. Even with Messi, even with Neymar, they had to keep him. Um, and they've managed to do that. Um but yeah, it's it's not a good deal for football. That's what's for sure. Hamza says, who do you who do we buy at centre back if we sell Saliba? Um, you know, I was I wrote a piece this morning that's come out on FAL about how we should go for Kaladu Kulabali um from Napoli, 30 years of age, turns 31 in June, available for about 25 million pounds, uh, supposedly in the summer window. I'd like us to go for an experienced head like that. I'd like to see, you know, I'd really like us to go for someone that is top, top, top quality that would really massively uh, level up that position. And I think he would be a great position to play with either of White or Gabriel. And with European football, we can rotate. And I think having someone like that in defence would really level up that position and that entire group. 
So I would go, and it's I don't I don't think it should sound that mad, really. But I'd throw in a 25, 30 million pound bid for for Calidou Koulibaly this summer. But I know that Barcelona are very interested in him, and it's going to be tricky to compete with other teams if we don't have Champions League football. Dan Mann says we can't be wow, that's that's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, very defeatist, Dan. Very defeatist indeed. Um, Tommy trained. I saw the video, Vincent. Yeah, it's fitness is still a bit. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Navarra says, Tom, are there any links to Kokchu? Not at the moment. They were about a year ago, but not right now. Do I think we'll get Victor Ozimen? Good evening. Um, I am not confident about that deal. No, I don't think we will. Um, let's go to Alex, who says, how would you feel about Leicester's Soyuncu? Again, I feel like he's, there's a players out there that we could get that are better than him to upgrade the defence. Uh, Faisal says, if Burnley go down, Veghorst is a good short-term option. No, Veghorst was someone I would have signed for six months in January uh, just to give us another striking option. But no, I wouldn't go for him now. Abenam says, hi, Tom. Don't you think we need to buy more hungry strikers than Jesus since he's already run? This is a weird question, Abenav, I'll be honest, because surely it's a bit counterproductive to say that we shouldn't be going for players like that who have the experience of winning these titles and trophies because we would sign players that don't have that hunger because surely getting someone in who's got the experience of winning those know what it takes to win those. Um, I get your theory. I just don't think it works um, in this scenario at all, to be honest. And I think that you'd certainly lean towards someone with the experience of winning those titles than someone who hasn't, especially if they're of similar quality. Uh, would you loan or sell Tavares? If we bring in uh, Hickey, I would be open to a loan deal, but we don't have to loan him. Um, keep the squads as depth, as strong in strength and depth as possible. Uh, Sanji says, hi, Tom. How long it might take us to attract players like Marco Verratti? Uh, he would be perfect. Verratti is of a certain age. That means if you sign him, you're getting nothing back from him financially. He's 30, 31-ish, is he not? So uh, I'm not sure if he's the right profile either. I think I'd rather go for a more physical central midfielder than a Verratti um, if we were going to go for the more experienced figure in the central part of the midfield. Uh, would you promote Aziz and Amari to the midfield and concentrate on other important positions? No, I would just... I mean, Aziz and Amari Hutchinson. Hutchinson's probably going to go on loan. Um, Aziz is someone that will, I think, stay and gradually get more game time in the first team. But he may also go on loan again after his loan to Portsmouth didn't go all that well last season. Uh, what about Sada Asmoon? No, not him. Uh, again, he would have been an option maybe for six months in January when he moved to Bayer Leverkusen. But no, again, not good enough as a striker for me. Uh, thoughts on Fabian Ruiz, Sakshan? Very good midfielder. Has dropped off his form in the last couple of months or so, but still, I think, a very, very good central midfielder that we could go for possibly in the summer. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time as always. Uh, as I say, there's no 8 a.m. show tomorrow morning, um, but there will be a show tomorrow evening or later on in the afternoon to discuss today's game we can keep our fingers crossed we can really hope and pray that Norwich do us a big big favor we're not expectant we are not um getting our hopes up about it um but you never know football's a crazy sport and things happen um but we can all hope that maybe maybe um the football in that sense is coming to Arsenal next season but even if it doesn't European football will be back at the club for next season maybe we can go and push for that 
Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for tuning in across the entire season as well. Uh, these shows are continuing throughout the summer transfer window at 8am. This show will become the Arsenal transfer show, um, and which we'll be able to tune in for all of that throughout this summer and get breakdowns, of course, in all of our transfer targets. I'm very happy to say that the Transfer Tactical Breakdown Show will be returning as well with experts on all of the players that we're linked to and the usual tactical and statistical analysis as well. I'll see you again very, very soon, guys. Drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.